Hello and welcome. <laughs> oh my god. We should record an episode. We should actually record an episode like drunk. We should get drunk for like the first times and then just really I don't think go that'll go well. No, are you kidding me? That would be so much fun. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Mashmouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Ethan. And I'm Vanessa. Vanessa, hello. So today's episode, as you could probably tell from our preamble, is about <laughs> getting drunk and having a good time and having a not good time while not drunk. So <laughs> neither of us really drink. I think you've drunk more than I have in your life. <laughs> you have drunk, yes. <laughs> Yes, I sound drunk right now because we're recording this at 9 p.m., the <laughs> latest we've ever recorded anything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, do you have any funny stories about being drunk or being around funny people who are drunk? So I, like you said, I don't drink. I don't think that I've ever like truly been like drunk drunk, maybe maybe once in my life. Um, but my sister does. She drinks kind of heavily, but in a fun way. So. The other week, like about three weeks ago now, we were in New York and we were just like kind of going bar hopping and I was watching my sister just like getting progressively like drunker and drunker and drunker. And for context, my sister is about 90 pounds soaking wet and she took about 11 <laughs> shots of tequila over like a four hour period. That was a lot for her to handle. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, basically, that was just, like, a really fun time. And then the last place that we went, we were walking there, and I knew she was gone when she stopped in the middle of a crosswalk and said, I'm going to lick this car, and then lick the back of a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! You should do that? Yeah, no, so that wasn't um great. But it was a it was a fun time. So that's my funny drunk story. <laughs> I think your sister texted me while this was happening. Yes, um, yes, she did actually. Was, you could tell. Uh, I could tell from these very short text messages that there was a different vibe going on. <laughs> uh, so that's that's fun. Your sister's an amazing artist. She did our cover art. Uh, so just quick shout out to her. Uh, <laughs> even though she has a good time while drunk, she's got some art skills and we got to respect that. Um, yeah. <laughs> as for me, the one time I've really consumed any alcohol in my life was my high school graduation party where my friend and I, you weren't at my high school graduation party, but my other friend wow, and I- I'm we, a fake we friend, did, apparently. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> we did one jello shot like together and it had no alcohol in it, like at all. But we were both like, this was, this was kind of our first experience, like with alcohol. And mm -hmm. we were both like, whoa, man. And it was literally nothing. Like it was, <laughs> it was nothing. And that's, that is my funny drunk story of like doing one jello shot once in my life and it having that's... like a centimeter of alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. I love the, uh, I love the, tropes of high school of just like taking a sip of one alcoholic drink and be like i'm wasted <laughs> i don't think we were quite like that but we i remember just trying to be like oh something happened but no yeah, nothing happened yeah. i get you i get you that's a lot of fun okay so going from that let's talk about the episode proper 
So in this episode, Alcoholics Unanimous, everyone is having a great time with Frank in charge (laughs) until he decides to make the 4077 run dry. Yup, like no alcohol at all. And this poses a big issue for Hawkeye and Trapper who may or may not have alcoholic tendencies. (laughs) Vanessa, what did you think of this episode? So you'll hear me say it a lot in this episode, but this episode was just very mash to me. It Mm. had a lot of the classic mash tropes of like, we'll get into it, but like the drunk priest and the um, Frank in a bra and stuff like that. (laughs) Just very, very quintessential mash in my opinion, when I think of MASH, a lot of the times I think of the funny little things that they bring up in this episode. And so for that reason, I really enjoyed this episode. There was nothing wrong with this episode to me. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, this one is super fun. Like, this is maybe the most I've laughed watching this show. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) There are some bits in this where I was full on laughing the entire scene and i don't tend mm-hmm. to do that with mash we i've talked about this before i like this show but i don't tend to like actually laugh at it but this episode i was i was laughing and having like a good time mm-hmm. um i i really enjoyed this one does it glorify alcoholism maybe is that a problem <laughs> no because it's funny <laughs> As long as you're funny, everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, especially for a comedy show. Okay, so this episode starts out kind of cool, where it starts out with everybody in camp watching a movie, and the first, like, frame is this movie, and then it slowly pulls back to reveal everybody in camp, and they're all wearing, like, army helmets, which I thought was kind of interesting, because I don't think yeah, they've done that was, up to this point. it was raining like hell outside, and I was so confused at this point in the episode. I was like, why are they watching a movie outside? Why aren't they just, like, doing it in the mess tent or whatever tent that they always do it in? And lo and behold, my dumbass didn't see that they were actually inside, and I was like, oh, I guess it's just bad <laughs> infrastructure. <laughs> Yeah, the the rain was pouring down so heavily that it, like, broke through their tent on multiple occasions. Yeah, Like, it destroys the the projector. Yeah. And at the meantime, assuming that everyone would be watching the movie for much longer, Frank decides that he's going to take apart Hawkeye and Trapper still. And this is, like, the the inciting incident of the Mm -hmm. episode. This is where the big conflict happens. And I also... Not to go full blow-by-blow for the episode, but I thought it was really funny that he's having Radar do this, and then when Trapper and Hawkeye come into the tent, and Radar kind of panics and, like, leaves, Frank just calls Radar a coward. Like, if he wanted to take apart their still, he should have done it himself. That would have been the real brave thing to do, I'm just saying. Don't have Radar do it. Like, you do it, man. It was really funny because you could see the look on Radar's face. He was so worried because, like, this still meant so much to Hawkeye and Trapper that he knew the consequences to these actions. But yeah, I agree with you that, like, Frank calling Radar a coward is pretty ironic since he's not even the one taking down the still. (laughs) I really also liked the exchange between Frank and Hawkeye. (laughs) When Frank was, like, trying to explain basically, like, alcoholism to them and they were kind of, like, playing along with him, (laughs) that was really funny. 
Yeah, everything in this episode is really funny. They're, like, this is some good alcohol-based humor. I, I really loved kind of every bit that they had involving alcohol in this episode, as weird as it is to say. Yeah, and speaking of that, too, so I guess we should give some context, like, why Frank was doing this. So Frank is in charge, right? And yeah. Henry is at this conference, apparently, for, like, talking about hemorrhoids. So what bothered me in the context of the episode, I was like, why is Frank going through all these lengths to make everyone's life miserable for three days until Henry comes back and is like, yeah, we're going to have alcohol again. I was like, this is such a Frank move, you know? Mm-hmm. He's got to assert a little bit of power while he has it. And this <laughs> week, he's decided that the way he's going to do that is by taking away everyone's alcohol, even though it's not going to be a permanent thing, just to show that he can do it. And I thought this was <laughs> this was just the most frank thing. He's not like a horrible person where you're like, I hate this man, but you're like, Come on, Frank, read the room. Like, every, you've been here how long and you've decided now you're going to be like, I don't like alcohol. I'm going to take a stand against it. Like, come on, man. You know the vibe by now. <laughs> yeah, and that that brings up a point that I was thinking of throughout watching this episode of just like alcohol is like everything else Hawkeye and Trapper kind of do in this show. It's like their way to cope, their way to blow off steam, stuff like that. So, and I can imagine... In the context of watching this episode, like, in the 70s, this was probably, like, kind of a big deal, you know, of just, like, showing that alcohol and drinking was this, like, focal point, this, like, really, like, fun thing that they do, this, like, coping mechanism. And I can imagine, like I said, that was kind of, I don't want to say groundbreaking because I don't know for sure. Like, I know that there were, like, drunks in other shows, right? But I imagine that in this context, it's a little bit... It's, like, different. Yeah, it's complicated, right? Because on one hand, Frank is right about Hawkeye and Trapper being alcoholics, like, as the episode <laughs> goes on. But also, being in this extreme scenario, not to glorify alcoholism or anything, but it is 100% understandable why these people would need something to dull the high energy that they're always involved in. Uh, well, Hawkeye and Trapper, like, call it, like, boredom and blah, 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 but, like, they, they need something to just center themselves, and they've chosen alcohol as their way to do that, and it's presented mm -hmm. as very funny in the show, but you're right, if you're examining this through the commentary lens, I imagine, uh, having something, especially on TV at that time, say that, like, alcohol is necessary for soldiers to use in times of crisis. Um, a little bit more of a called shot than I maybe was intended, you know? I don't think this is really trying to make a statement, but it kind of does, saying that, like, they, they need something to get them through the day. Yeah, and, like, I just think about other shows, right? Like, of this time period, probably maybe, like, even a little after this, but just like talking about alcoholism in this way that's very like serious and insidious and stuff like that and not in this way of hey yeah alcoholism but also it's almost like a necessary evil you know what i mean in mm -hmm. that way that is the way that like the show is kind of approaching it so i just thought that that was pretty interesting i don't know if that was like true for the time period that's just what kind of like i'm assuming but 
I don't know. There's just a very like MASH-esque thing. Yeah, because a lot of this show is about taking these characters like vices and making them funny and making them feel like necessary for them to have. And I I like how they approached this topic. Obviously, it is a very sensitive topic, but watching it, it never feels like there's like a line crossed. You know, it never feels mm-hmm. like it's diminishing like the real harm of alcoholism. It's it's using it in a very like mash way of making mm-hmm. it fun and making it like understandable for these extreme circumstances without having it be this like depressing thing of of the <laughs> real world implications of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So from that, in that scene where Frank is trying to dismantle the still, he's unsuccessful at that attempt. And then right after uh, we get the scene where Hawkeye and Trapper go to Father Mulcahy and they're like, hey, Frank was actually successful in dismantling our still. Can we please have some of the religious service wine? <laughs> and Father Mulcahy's like, no. <laughs> no. He's like, not unless you're ordained. And they're like, okay, let's do that then. <laughs> Father Mulcahy's like, that would take a while. Uh, everything with Father Mulcahy in this one is gold. I loved the little bit beforehand with... Uh, <laughs> Clinger as well, that all was so funny. And I'll talk about that when we get to our quote section of the episode, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but everything with Clinger and Father Mulcahy, 10 out of 10, loved it. And I loved this scene as well. But let's uh, let's kind of get into the ramifications of Frank being successful with <laughs> removing the alcohol from the camp and how that affects various people beyond Hawkeye and Trapper. <laughs> Yeah, so the next person who that really impacts we see is um, Margaret because (laughs) Margaret has what she deems a little nippy bottle (laughs) and it's a flask with um, what is in it? I think she says what's in it, right? Brandy? I don't know. But anyway, it's a flask with alcohol in it. Oh, it's brandy actually, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, hey, please don't take this away from me, Frank. It's the only thing that I have. And I love that this is another thing that Margaret inherited from her parents that apparently her father also gave to her mother on like their wedding night or something. Yeah, And you know what? In my notes while I was watching this episode, I was like, oh, is she just going to give this away too? Because it's a family heirloom and she has a history of just doing that. (laughs) I love how earlier in the, the season... They have this whole long conversation about this little gun that her father gave to her mother. Mm-hmm. And now it's the exact same thing with the, the brandy <laughs> bottle. And I'm just like, this is maybe the most insane wedding night of all time. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> I don't Boy, even know would, I, would I want to be at that wedding. <laughs> I would love to see that. I feel like you would die. I don't know if like the the <laughs> husband's giving guns and whiskey to his wife. I don't think you're in for a good time. I think you're in for a <laughs> dangerous game right there. <laughs> Maybe, who knows, but I'd still like to go just to check it out. <laughs> and I loved when Margaret was describing uh Frank as how he reminds her of her father. Of like, oh, Frank, every day you look more and more like my father. Your receding hairline, (laughs) the warts on your back, like the most 
like unattractive things you could ever say about a person <laughs> and the entire time Frank is just lost in his own thoughts about being like a big man on campus the entire <laughs> time he's got a little smile on his face and it's the funniest to Frank and Margaret bit to me is when they're saying horrible things to each other, but they're also kind of in their own world about it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like, we've mentioned this before, um, not that long ago, but I'm always reminded of these things that Frank and Margaret, like, say to each other. <laughs> and how Larry Linville and Loretta Swit had to, like, bite their tongues to stop from laughing about it. I don't know. That's just, I'll always bring that up because I just think it's so cute, so funny. I loved it. I love the hypocrisy as well of uh, Frank yeah. making room for Margaret having this alcohol bottle. He's like, oh, for you, it's medicine. Don't worry about it, dear. <laughs> and we'll we'll get into it. But everything with Margaret getting drunk in this episode is the funniest thing in the world. I laugh yeah, so I, hard. On that topic of like hypocrisy, too, I did note that as well. Like This is like the issue, of course, with Frank and Margaret um, just like, being hypocritical about things like the alcohol. You know, Hawkeye and Trapper, of course, can't drink after, you know, hard days of surgery. But, you know, Margaret has, like, a flask. Oh, sure, that's fine. But I also thought that it showed a little sneak peek into Margaret's character that she's kind of more like Hawkeye and Trapper than we originally ever think. Like, she can be mean and hypocritical, too, and very unlikable at times, but she is trying to deal with the war as best she can, and maybe she's maybe she is a little bit more like Hawkeye and Trapper rather than Frank, you know? That's what I want to say about the next scene. We're, like, blowing through this episode, but, like, it's all very <laughs> quick and very funny stuff. That yeah. We'll, uh... You know, we're having some some meaty conversation about alcoholism. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but in the, the next scene, when Margaret is sneaking another drink from the supply room, what where what room are they in? They're they're like in Henry's yeah, kind like, of back office. Yeah. And Margaret like knows where the alcohol is, right? And Hawkeye and Trapper are there also looking for alcohol and they kind of ambush her like wanting to all drink together basically and they all get super drunk together and it's like <laughs> one of the funniest things this show's ever done this is this made me laugh out loud several times i loved it <laughs> but what i really loved about it and what i liked about this episode as a whole is that margaret and hawkeye and trapper were all basically on the same side i love mm -hmm. that she kind of let her guard down and was basically buddy-buddy with them from this point forward. It was so nice to see. And I love Drunk Margaret. Drunk Margaret is the cutest thing in the world. It was so fun. Yeah, I loved this scene as well. I thought that it was just like really well done. I agree also that anytime you see Margaret drunk, it's just a delight. It's so funny. Loretta Swit plays it so well. <laughs> I just loved when they were messing around with Frank. They were like pulling him to each other, Hawkeye and Trapper, like between them. And then they were messing up like the days and the weeks and the months and stuff like that. It was it was very funny. I'm not doing the scene justice at all, but it was hysterical. And you could see Larry Linville 
trying not to laugh. Like, he had a smile on his face in parts of that scene, and you could tell that he was really trying to keep it together, and I love I love any time you see that on screen. Yeah, I love the chemistry that everyone had in that scene. This is one moment from the show where you could tell that everybody is really on their game and have been doing mm-hmm. this for a while, that they're all kind of vibing together in this very <laughs> fun way. Because they're pulling him all every which direction and, like, badly explaining how to make, like, uh, vodka or whatever. And it's, like, (laughs) the funniest thing ever. Like, I want to link it in the description if we can find it on YouTube. Because this scene, like, straight up might be the funniest scene in the show. (laughs) Speaking of it being, like, the funniest scene in the show, when Frank storms out after, like, he realizes that they're not going to be able to listen to reason and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> and so they're all laughing. Frank storms out and then it quiets down for a second. And Margaret goes, who was that? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they all... <laughs> no joke. No joke. That is my one of my favorite quotes of this entire show. Like, I say that all the time. When somebody <laughs> does something stupid, I'm like, who was that? <laughs> they all die laughing after that that <laughs> felt so genuine and i lo- i've talked about this before but i love alan alda's like crazy joker laugh he has where he just like screams to the high heavens while laughing yeah and that was like i a wonder real if that was ad libbed it had to have been that was if it wasn't good for the writers but i really hope it was you know <laughs> it was it was very funny like i said in that moment, because I knew that Margaret was going to say that when Frank walked out. I just, I knew because I've seen this episode several times. But in that moment, I was like, wow, MASH has really informed my personhood. Because like I said, that's my one of my favorite quotes. I say it all the time. It's just, it was very funny. So after that crazy scene, that was so fun. Hawkeye and Trapper kind of like have this moment where they're like, wait a minute, are we alcoholics? <laughs> oh my so God. they get super testy with each other. Hawkeye was being kind of like an asshole to Margaret in surgery. He was like kind of being mean to her. And then afterwards, they're in the swamp. And I don't know, this scene just worked so well for me. I was like, I like the scenes where Hawkeye and Trapper like kind of get mad at each other because in reality, as bunkmates, alcohol aside, they would get annoyed with each other a hundred percent and i really like any time that it's that human kind of emotion from them and their relationship of just like hey i see you constantly 24 7 i hate you right now i love how it builds this scene that starts (laughs) out with these very like minor little comments and it's very in character right like the whole thing is that Mm -hmm. Hawkeye is just not stopping with those little Hawkeye quips. And every (laughs) few moments, Trapper is like, did you borrow this? Did you borrow that? Did you borrow... And just builds and builds until they're like having a pretty knockout, drag down fight, like throwing things at each other. Mm -hmm. And like this episode's very funny and very comedy focused. But there's one shot of like Alan Alda holding a thing, getting ready to throw it at him. And, like, the look in his eyes is so, like, dramatic and intense. Yeah. I was like, my goodness. Um, and I love the buildup so much. And I love how they're like, oh, we we need to drink. We need to drink <laughs> to tolerate each other. Which, again, 
is so like funny in this episode so like well executed in that way yeah and that's when i was like wait a minute is frank i don't know right (laughs) but of course he's not we all know that he's like absolutely not right but it is interesting that it gave them pause for a second to be like wow we are second. pretty dependent on alcohol so i thought that was i thought that was funny and also just like interesting for their characters and i love that this scene implies obviously they do drink a lot and they have this still in their tent but i love that the scene implies that haka and trapper outside of surgery are basically always a little tipsy because if this is how they act when they're sober around each other, they can't stand it. The rest of the time, they're having a good time and joking around. It's because they're not 100% there. And I think that <laughs> is just really funny to, to imply about our two boys, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it goes from this scene where they're about to like pound each other's heads in to basically the final like culmination of how it all happens. Um, or how this episode kind of ends. Um, so Frank goes to Father Mulcahy and he says, Father Mulcahy, I need you to deliver a sermon about the evils of drinking, a fire and brimstone sermon. And I'm like, Frank, this is Father Mulcahy. There is no one less fire and brimstone in his, like, religious offerings than Father Mulcahy. He's literally so accepting of everyone that he asked Hawkeye and Trapper to compliment Klinger's gloves that he had on earlier. (laughs) Like, this is not the guy who's, like, tells you the evils of everything. He's the guy who tells you the love in religion. Frank should have known that. Speaking of that, too, also, like, do we think that Father Mulcahy wanted Hawkeye and Trapper to compliment Klinger's gloves because Klinger was the only one who showed up and he wanted to keep him coming? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's my theory. (laughs) You got to create a good vibe in the church, man. You got to have those regulars coming in. So, of course, he agrees to give this sermon about how drinking is evil, which I also don't think is, like, in any of, like, the Christian texts, you know? Like, I don't think the Bible that's, says That's that. not something I can can answer. I'm sure they didn't yeah. make up uh, whatever you call it. The <laughs> Leviticus? <laughs> Leviticus number 10. I'm sure they didn't make that up. I'm sure there's something yeah. in there. But uh, Father Mokehi is just so opposite of his entire being that he has to get drunk to perform it i mean he's also like stage fright right he he's not used to performing around a bunch of people but this is so like outside of his wheelhouse that he has to get drunk to perform the anti-alcohol speech and this is what i mean when i say this episode felt very mashed to me because it's such a mash thing of first of all having a drunk priest and second of all having a drunk priest be giving a sermon about the evils of being drunk that like how much more mash can you get at that point you know the just just so good so good it's such good i mean i don't want to call this subtle he's he's very openly drunk giving Mm -hmm. a thing about how bad alcohol is but it's so well done on william christopher's part that he performs drunk really well where it's not over the top but you can tell Mm -hmm. that he is he's just not quite with it and doesn't Mm -hmm. quite know what's going on um was (laughs) so 
funny and felt so like real to me of this being like something that could in theory happen like i don't know people have been drunk doing things before i'm sure somebody's given a drunk sermon somewhere <laughs> you know yeah of course I think that it was all, I mean, going back to it, it was just really sweet to me, too, that Father Mulcahy was so nervous. Like, he saw this crowd coming in, and he's like, you know, it's established before that Klinger is the only one who comes because he wants to show off his white gloves. But I just thought that it was so kind of, like, cute that he was like, oh, I'm seeing all these people. I never, I never give sermons to all these people. And you know I love Father Mulcahy so much. So that was just added to this whole scene for me. I love that he has to put on a show and he's just not up for it. <laughs> and while drunk, he's like, did I ever tell you the one about the prodigal son? So good. <laughs> this whole, this this whole was, thing. <laughs> yes, this whole episode was just so great to me. Like talking about it, of course, too, like made me love it that much more. Mm -hmm. Vanessa, let me tell you, I would pay to see a drunk sermon where... Uh, Father Mulcahy tells me about the prodigal son. That is something that I would pay for. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. But going on from that, do you have any trivia for us? So I don't have anything really like actual trivia, but I do have a book called Watching Mash, Watching America. And in that book, they did discuss this episode and just like the episodes on drinking and the theme of drinking in the show. And I did think it was kind of interesting that at this time in the 70s, um, I guess the conversation around marijuana was starting to like happen more. Mm -hmm. You know, it emerged in the 60s, of course, as we as a lot of us know. But I thought that trying to draw this parallel almost in MASH with the alcohol and the troubles of like the 60s and 70s and this wartime with people coping with marijuana was pretty interesting. So yeah, so just like a little, just a little tidbit. Hmm. That is interesting. I'm, I'm glad that that book talks about it because I feel like we've tried to touch on that in this episode. I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure how well we succeeded, but <laughs> I, I like the recurring theme in this show of there needing to be something to cope with these extreme circumstances. And I imagine uh, in the MASH novel, that is about them drinking because that is such a focal point of both the show and the movie. But it is mm -hmm. interesting how you could basically tell something about how marijuana could be used to cope while using alcohol as a more uh, acceptable substitute for mm -hmm. audiences at the time. That is interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, of course. So do you have any favorite lines from this episode? I really only have one that I didn't mention. I've kind of mentioned them throughout the episode because it's just such a it's such a line heavy episode. You know, you got to bring them up when you can. <laughs> I do. So I have a couple. So when Hawkeye and Trapper were fighting in their tent, <laughs> Trapper was saying how Hawkeye is like kind of a slob and stuff like that. And Hawkeye shoots back, whose toenails are always under my bed with nobody in them. <laughs> and I just I lost it at that one. <laughs> That's another great Hawkeyeism where you're like, you can tell that's getting under Trapper's skin just how relentless <laughs> he's being with these one-liners. Yes. And then during Father Mulcahy's sermon, when he starts to repeat himself, I'm pretty sure it's Trapper who just exclaims, 
we saw this. And I just, I loved that. It was so, so funny to me. And that's like a nice callback to earlier in the episode when they were watching the movie. It just felt like they were watching this like movie go off the rails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you? What were your lines? Um. Okay, so speaking of movies, this isn't really a line. This is just something that I want to bring up that we didn't really bring up during the episode. When uh Frank tries to get Mulcahy to give this fire and brimstone sermon, Mulcahy describes this other priest, how he presented like sex to a church and how he brought in a film to do so. And the things he describes in this film and how lost he gets into telling the story and Frank just not being with it. I thought was like amazing just everything about William Christopher's delivery of like there's two men on a sailboat and one gets lost with a girl and they they have like this wonderful weird time just his whole vibe that entire discussion was so space cadet like head in the clouds I loved it (laughs) but for specific line my favorite that I haven't brought up yet is after Frank and Margaret kind of make up about the alcohol and everything. Margaret just says, oh, Frank, you're so above average. (laughs) That is so funny to me because that is just the way to describe Frank. (laughs) That is not a compliment. That is really funny because I don't remember that line in this episode at all. That is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember Margaret saying, oh, Frank, I don't deserve you. And I was like, girl, shut up. Like, it, stop it. Um, but I don't remember her saying that he was above average. <laughs> I'm just saying, that is maybe the least romantic compliment you could ever give your boyfriend. <laughs> saying, oh, Frank, you're so above average. And first of all, he's not. <laughs> then second of all, earlier in the episode, she was like, oh, your receding hairline and your, your warts. Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah, what is above average? No, I don't want to say that. That seems mean. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a very, that, yeah. Yep. I have nothing really to say about that. That's <laughs> just too much. <laughs> so what was your martini rating for this episode? Honestly, Maybe it's just because I'm having a good time and feeling <laughs> a little tired drunk right now, but I might have to go five out of five. Like, I have, wow. I have no real complaints. I had a good wow. time watching this. Honestly? Okay, so I originally was going to say four, but now I too want to say five out of five. I really loved yeah. this episode. This was This was an episode that I've remembered since childhood. So I have to say, yeah, uh, you know what? I'll go with five out of five too. This is an episode so good that it makes you feel drunk watching it in a good way. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I feel kind of drunk recording this right now, if I'm being completely honest. (laughs) Yeah, our our nighttime recording experiment might not be all it's cracked up to be, but we'll we'll truck on. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this edits together. We'll fix it in post. (laughs) We'll fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. (laughs) Yeah, you'll Um, fix it in post. I'm not doing shit. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, boy. (laughs) So going from that, just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob for your balco for being our technical consultant, Melissa, Vanessa's sister for cover art, and, of course, our listeners. Links to our music, social media, and contact for the show are in the description, as always. 
and join us next week for Season 3, Episode 10, There's Nothing Like a Nurse. But until then, keep your toenails to yourself. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone. I almost hacking coughed while doing the outro. I heard that. I heard that. That was so funny. (laughs) Hopefully. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Okay.